What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener on March 4th, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and that's V as in Victor. I love you, Grant. And the host site is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree will be in the podcast description for all of my stuff. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow. And I greatly appreciate you guys hopping aboard and checking out another edition of the podcast. I will open this up by saying, you know, I always try to think about how much of myself to share on the the show. Uh, say that three times fast. Share on the show, um, and also how much to comment on on things happening in the world. Be for for a couple of reasons. One, I try not to pontificate about things that, excuse me, that uh, I am not super well versed in, and uh, politics is one of those things. And I also am cognizant of the fact that you know when it comes to sports or podcasting or music or film or any type of art really in a lot of ways while those things often turn a mirror to society and things that are happening they're also forms of escapism to get away from the vitriol of social media you know here in the United States we've you know you turn on the news and it's somebody else got murdered somebody else got shot you know the left and right fighting against each other and just a lot of negativity right so I'm conscious of having a show where my message is very much one of positivity, perseverance, moving forward. You know, that's the whole theme behind March 4th. But at the same time, I also feel like, excuse me, got a little, got a little burpy there, guys. I also feel like it's, it's, it's dystopian of me if I just come on here and I don't say anything, right? And I totally ignore the elephant in the room of everything that's going on. So this is what I will say. I feel terribly about everything that I'm seeing in Ukraine and and, and the fact that Putin has made this decision. There's people dying, innocent people dying, innocent blood being shed. That is never anything that I'll ever be okay with. And again, I don't want to do the whole thoughts and prayers thing. I do believe in the power of prayer as a spiritual man, as somebody who believes in a higher power and has had you know, experiences that I would say are supernatural and I can't use a better word to describe them and there's no logic I can use to describe them. Um, and I do believe in the power of prayer, but I will say I my heart goes out to everybody in the Ukraine and everybody in Russia too who doesn't want this to happen. All the people who, who are super brave going out in the streets and protesting because they don't want Russia you know, to, to be over there killing people. It's uh it's an awful situation. It's incredibly saddening. And again, I, I just felt like even though I'm not an expert on any of this stuff, um, it's not rocket science to figure out that what's going on is really messed up. It's really awful. And, um, and it stinks to feel helpless, right? You know, here I am in the United States in Tennessee, you know, what can I really do to make a difference, man? Um, and, and I will say the one positive thing about social media is that you can connect with people and in a positive manner if you so choose to do so. Instagram for me has actually been quite positive in the last, you know, year plus, almost two years now that I've been on it as far as discovering a lot of new bands, a lot of new music, not just content for the show, but, you know, artists that I've, you know, 
develop relationships with and really love their music and, and other people as well. I digress, but I have seen uh, celebrities so far like like Ryan Reynolds and his wife, Blake Lively. I think they said they're going to match up to like $1 million in donations, something like that. So um, suffice to say that if you do feel kind of helpless about what's going on and you don't want to just contribute to, you know, um, going back and forth with people and turning this into a partisan politics situation, I would say, you know, look at look at the whether they're celebrities or they're leaders or they're people in your community. Look at the people who who are trying to make a positive impact, and you know, see if there's any sources that you can go through, and and donate monetarily if you can, and and if you can't, uh, again, you know, call me crazy. I believe in a higher power. I do believe in the power of prayer, and um, that's something that I'm being mindful of. So again, I didn't want to start the podcast and and just like not address any of that because I just feel like that's kind of a dystopian type of thing too it's it's um you know to just you know pretend like none of that is happening but at the same time i'm conscious of like you know again this being a medium where people probably want to come to get away from that stuff so when it's big enough though you guys i can't ignore it and uh it's really messed up what's going on i really hope things don't get worse especially for the people of of the ukraine some of the videos coming out of there are really insane they're just stuff that that I don't have to worry about in my day-to-day life, driving to work and seeing, you know, tanks on fire on the side of the highway and hearing gunshots going off. And it's, it's, it's unbelievably terrifying. And I just, I can't even imagine losing family members or loved ones of any kind in that manner. So, um, again, it's a horrible situation, but I do believe in the, in the human spirit. I do believe that there's a lot of good people in the world and I'm just, I'm praying for a peaceful resolution and and looking for ways that, um, I can contribute in a positive way and, and, you know, my suggestion, not that you asked for it, would be that you do the same. And if you're not a spiritual person, look for ways that you can impact it in a positive way. You know, all that being said, man, um, as of this episode coming out, it'll be March 1st, 2022. So we're going to have two months of 2022 in the bag already. And much like 2-22-22 was like this this rare thing that happened, right? I, I'm coming up on another year around the sun and I'm going to be 34 on 3-4, Friday, March 4th. Uh, this Friday, I'll be 34 years old. And so numerically, that's just kind of interesting to be 34 on 3-4. But more importantly, um, you know, this this last year, I've, I've gone through more on a personal level than at any other year in my life. And again, to preface, I'm not somebody that, you know, feels sorry for myself or, you know, wants to come off as a martyr of any kind, but it was a really challenging year, you guys, more challenging than 2020 for me. Um, There's a lot of death in my periphery. I went through uh, a really, really horrible breakup, and I say horrible because it was really unexpected for me. Uh, I loved her, and I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with her, and it turns out that um, she didn't want those things. And uh, again, I haven't gotten into personal details on this. I haven't named any names, and I won't out of respect for her because she's not a bad person. It just didn't work out. Um, but it really hurt me and it, and it was really devastating and it kind of flipped around the the whole script of how I thought my life was going to go. And this podcast has been such a great place for me to come every month, multiple times a month. Right now I'm doing three shows. Um, the first, the third and last Tuesday every month. And eventually I'd like to get it to, to weekly on Tuesdays. I digress, but you know, being able to connect with people in a positive way, being able to share the stories of the artists and the people that I have on this podcast in the hopes that it inspires you all to chase your dreams. 
the positive feedback I have gotten from artists who have been on the show, from guests on the show, from people that I know personally, and to also see the podcast grow little by little over these last couple of years since I got back into it really full bore in 2020 during the pandemic. It's it's really been a positive outlet for me, you guys, to have this, um, dare I say, platform. You know, um, I don't have a big voice, you know, but I try to be a positive one. And um, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been on this ride with me. I want to say thank you to all my friends and family who have been there for me through a really difficult, challenging year. And I'm also grateful for all of it, too, because, you know, the highs and the lows really teach us about who we are and what we want out of life. And um, sometimes people surprise you in good ways and sometimes they surprise you in bad ways. But um, with time and perspective comes healing. Um, Nothing More has a great song where uh where they say with time comes grace and i really believe that and um is as difficult as this past year has been i've really learned a lot about myself and um so as i as i come up on my birthday officially on friday man i'm just i'm really in a grateful mindset for for everything that i've been through and and really grateful that i've rediscovered a part of myself that i shut off for a long time in terms of the, the creative itch that I need to scratch when it comes to connecting with people in a positive way. I've always loved music. Um, I've always loved podcasting since I first started this puppy back in 2012 when it used to be called Bauman's Breakdown, writing music features and feature stories back in the day. Like, I love it all. And so I'm internally grateful for everybody who checks out the show. And for first listeners, y'all might be like, wow, this is really heavy, man. But, uh, but that's just where I'm at in life right now. And again, I'm going to be honest without slinging mud about my ex-girlfriend or, you know, throwing people under the bus because that kind of energy, it just it's just not what I'm about. I haven't done any of that stuff. I, I would never post intimate stuff on social media or, you know, drag anybody, you know, that hurt me because I, I just, I don't, I don't match, you know, negativity with more negativity, man. You know, I try to channel it and uh, I'm proud of myself for that. But also I'm just really grateful for, um, the perspective that I've gained through it all. And I couldn't have done it without the show, without the, the listeners of this podcast, like you guys, without the artists and, and the guests that I've had on the show. And, uh, you know, most importantly, the family and friends who have stuck by me. So I love you all. Thank you so much. And speaking of perseverance, baby, this week's guest, uh, that's the name of their debut album. You guys, uh, I'm really excited to introduce this week's guest, it is none other than the guys in the band Lake Mosaic out of Michigan, specifically the Ann Arbor area of Michigan. And on this puppy, we've got Adam, Matt, Naveed, and Anthony. The only member that we were missing was Ben. He, he wasn't available, but uh, Adam plays guitar. Matt is the lead vocalist. Naveed plays guitar. And uh, Anthony plays the drums. Ben, who, who couldn't make it, he plays the bass, but... Uh, to get Adam, Matt, Naveed, and, and uh, Anthony on this one, it was really special. Uh, like I said, these guys' debut album is called Perseverance. I love it from front to back. It's an incredible listen, very heartfelt, very um, emotional. But at the same time, it, it doesn't have like a sad vibe to it, even though it touches on themes, kind of like what I'm talking about, heartbreak and pain and loss and those kind of things. But um, you know that, that record came out on February 11th, I believe it was, so... With the timing of their new record dropping, and uh, those guys putting out this 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 you know just 
piece of music that's just really beautiful to me. I just I really wanted them to get them on the show, and the fact that the album is called Perseverance, I thought, holy shnikes, like that's you want to talk about like a, a perfect fit for the show. And we had a great conversation. I really enjoyed speaking with these guys. They're all great dudes. Anytime I can shine a light on anybody from the Midwest where I'm from, it, it, it's a really special thing for me. And I genuinely am fans. Uh, uh, am fans. I'm multiple fans. Um, I genuinely am a fan of what they're putting out there. And it was great to get a chance to talk to them about this record and about their music and uh, touch on these these subjects that they touched on on their record. So without further ado, I'm going to shout my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Adam, Matt, Naveed, and Anthony of Lake Mosaic. Here it is. All right, y'all. Well, thanks again for joining me for the podcast. Um, Like I said, I really appreciate y'all's time and I'm really excited to talk to you. So just to officially get this going, with Lake Mosaic here. Um, since we got multiple members of the band on the show, why don't you guys just tell them your name and what you play in the band to kick it off. And then that way, when you guys are talking, people, people know who's talking. So I'm Adam. I play lead guitar in Lake Mosaic. My name's Matt. I'm uh, the vocalist in Lake Mosaic. And my name is Naveed and I play really, guitar for like mosaic and my name is anthony and i'm the drummer coolio well i appreciate you guys joining us was that so ben's the only the only one that could make it bassist that's right (laughs) yeah yeah i think he was going out to boston to visit his uh i I don't know if it's quite a girlfriend but his his friend <laughs> no it's all good i know he hears this he's gonna be like oh man no yeah. shout out ben uh, <laughs> yes kicking this one off with some laughs well guys like i said i really appreciate you taking the time um this is really exciting for me just being a, a, a northwest ohio guy myself and, and you guys are based out of the southeast michigan area for people listening out of michigan in the ann arbor area um Usually where I like to start these things, especially with musical artists, is just what grabbed you guys initially with um, with music? Do you remember your earliest memory, whether it was stuff you're listening to now or something that came out of the house? Like what, what was that first rabbit hole moment for you guys musically that still sticks with you today that made you go, OK, this is something that this is something I got to explore? Oh, my God. Um. It was honestly pretty distinct for me. I remember uh, Avenged Sevenfold and Panic at the Disco when I was in elementary school, giving my first music goosebumps. And then I got into Guitar Hero when I was like nine years old. And then I was like, parents, I want to play an instrument. And uh, then I got into progressive metal when I was around 14 and still playing. And that was the point of no return for me. (laughs) Yeah, kind of similar for me. Um, Well, I actually started with my brother had a bunch of like burnt CDs is like system of a down event sevenfold, uh, you know, Metallica master puppets. Um, and I, I used to listen to it on my Walkman and latchkey and like elementary school. And that's kind of how I got into, you know, heavier rock music and, uh, also guitar here was definitely a big thing too. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I will uh, third the Guitar Hero influence for sure. Um, 
<clears throat> but for me, so I'm an only child. I didn't have uh, siblings to influence me. So I actually got a lot of my musical influence from my dad, actually. Um, both my parents are uh, fairly musical, but um, my dad listens to a lot of classic rock. Like Neil Peart is my idol, um, which is really sad this past these past few years. Uh, but regardless, um, yeah, I grew up listening to a lot of Rush, Styx, um, Zeppelin, and then in high school, uh, started getting into some heavier stuff. A lot of like the metalcore that was out at the time, um, all that remains and, uh, devil wears Prada, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm also actually a musician by trade. Um, so I went to school for music and really took off. <laughs> so that's cool, man. Yeah, for me, um, <clears throat> I have a half sister who never, uh, I didn't really grow up like in the same household as her, but uh, she was six years ahead and would send me like burn CDs when I was a kid of random things. Um, so definitely like Linkin Park and um, mostly Linkin Park, but a lot of things in that kind of genre, like the new metal stuff she used to send me like when I was a little kid. Um and then my dad was into classic rock growing up and played guitar. So there was a little bit of that in the household. Um, but then like, I'd say when I moved to Michigan, um, right before high school is when I started getting into like metal metal where, and then of course I was like, I got to learn how to scream. I want to be, you know, <laughs> be the guy who can try to do that. And uh, I don't know, I went from there. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. You got a couple of you guys mentioned in CDs, man. I wonder if there's, if there's going to be younger kids listening to this, like, what is that? Like, it's weird that we're at that, <laughs> we're at that stage now as a society where it's like CDs aren't like, I've been looking for a new car and like none of them, it sounds like such like a, like a dad thing to say. And I don't have any kids that I know of. Um, but I, I just like the fact that new cars, they don't even have CD players in them anymore. And I, and I like, no joke. I still have like the case logics in my trunk. And uh, the detachable face CD player, my fuse. And, uh, and I, I just don't, I'm like, what am I going to do with all these, man? How am I, you know, I get that now you can plug in the phone and stuff, but I don't know. I really, I always enjoyed that experience and I still like it of actually getting the album, going through the album artwork. Like if it was an album I was really looking forward to, I would pull out the album artwork and, and literally listen to the album while I read the lyrics, you know, for each song, like front, front to back. For sure. <clears throat> So for you guys with this band, I, I read that, uh, Adam, it was kind of, uh, your brainchild, right? Like at the beginning of COVID, I mean, so how, how long have you guys known each other? And, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of musical experience in your guys's band, but what, what eventually kind of led to all of you playing in this group together? Had you guys been in different bands together before this, or is this the first time that all of you guys have played together? So um, I was in a band with our bass player, Ben, um, probably it was about 10 years ago. I mean, it started when we were like 13 or 14 years old. Um, it was kind of like a, a metalcore type project. And, um, you know, we got pretty big in the local scene. Actually, Naveed filled in for um, a lot of shows for us back then, too. And, you know, we've known him for forever, too. <clears throat> but um yeah when we let's see where do I even start <laughs> the beginning of the band is like it's kind of a long story um like it started off with me just like demoing songs kind of by myself and um actually started with a, a different vocalist um who 
couldn't sing anymore because of uh, health reasons. Um, so I guess before then we, we brought in Anthony who uh, I met through our mutual friend, Nelson. And, um, and then our previous rhythm guitarist came into the picture uh, also kind of through Nelson, Anthony and that connection. Um, and then when Madeline found out, you know, she couldn't sing anymore, that's when we started our search uh, for a new vocalist. Actually, we put up a Craigslist ad um, and that's how we found Matt, uh, funny enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nice, man. No, I mean, isn't that kind of like what was in Metallica back in the day? Isn't that how Lars and uh, James Hetfield discover each other? It was like an ad and like, I don't know if it was like the the yellow pages or something back then, but no, oh, really? like, yeah, yeah. I think that's how, I think that's how it started. Um, but no, that's, that's cool, man. Uh, and, and as far as the influences, like it was actually kind of cool on your guys' Spotify and I'll make sure I put up the link for the listeners, but you guys all had like, like your different uh, influence playlists. And it was really interesting mm-hmm. going through there and seeing um, just the wide variety, like, like Anthony's, I think the first 10 songs were Rush, Led Zepp, the police Genesis and yes. And I was like, okay, I can definitely have a beer with this dude. Um, and then uh, Ben had everything from like dragged under to capstan uh, periphery. Um, Matt, you had lots of wage war. So I'm just, you know, I think you and I could vibe on that. Cause there's, I, I wonder if there between that and some of the lyrical stuff on the album, if there's some relationship stuff in there, we don't have to necessarily get in on that, but I've, <laughs> I've, I've been through heartbreak myself, brother. So I feel you if that, if, if my, if I'm reading the tea leaves and, and doing my palm reading right here. And then there was like the devil wears Prada four years strong. Like it was really, it was really cool going through just the, the different influences that you guys have in this band. And I know you've described your sound as like pop punk, an easy core and like Midwest emo. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, even the single you guys put out in 2021, Estella, that, that cover of, uh, what was it? Travis Barker and Kenny Hoopla. Like mm-hmm. that, that was like really heavy. I almost felt like that was one of your heavier tracks. So just talk to me about what it was like uh, with you guys combining all these different influences and in, in, in coming up with what I thought was a really cohesive effort in perseverance for, for this record. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It came, (laughs) I guess, somewhat naturally. I thought Um, the writing process did. I mean, (laughs) my dog's joining me here, but uh, yeah. Um, Yeah. But I mean, I think a big part of it's just a lot of our backgrounds is, you know, we've uh, I know Matt and Ben and I and Naveed, we've all played in like heavier bands and definitely took that aspect into it. You know, we like, breakdowns and um but you know we're all into more melodic music as well like um you know so we had that pop punk vision kind of from the start and especially when matt joined the band um we wanted to take into some heavy heavier territory um yeah uh you guys want to add anything um sure i think uh and like even in rehearsal and stuff you know we we, well, I think we try not to keep, uh, take ourselves too seriously a lot of times, you know, like in rehearsals, it'd be like, oh, it'd be, like, it'd be funny if we you know we just did this really heavy break and then we'll try to play something, you know, kind of just like get through a, a makeshift break. It's like, actually, that could be kind of cool. Like, let's see if we could work it in, and, you know, stuff like that, where, 
you know, we, we have such a wide variety of influences and, you know, stuff that we listen to trying to kind of uh, work all of the best elements of different genres and stuff that, you know, kind of grabs our attention uh, into sort of our sound. So like you were saying, you know, with Estella, it was like, let's, you know, take the tuning down, let's put in this heavier break. Um, and, uh, you know, other tunes like, um, perseverance or losing grip, you know, definitely a lot lighter. Uh, so we can kind of cover the whole gambit of, uh, you know, all the stuff that we were into. Yeah. I really, on the album, I really liked, um, the mere perseverance, uh, breaking free, um, leave behind everything spring and, and, and even, uh, Adam, like, like that your influencer playlist, like you had everything from, from thrice to capstan uh Redbird from outrun the sunlight that's actually i i have that as a liked song on my spotify low deftones mm-hmm. periphery and like i feel like you can kind of hear all of it in um what you guys do man um but yeah I, the title track especially um in terms of naming the record perseverance was that was that because you guys felt like that was the standout song or did you just kind of feel like with the vibe of the album that was a good theme for for the whole thing do you want to take that one matt um yeah i don't know how to (laughs) which uh i'm sorry which uh song did you mention perseverance oh, per- just, perseverance that's right yeah yeah just all like right. did, did you guys call oh no you're good man you're good um long week <laughs> no it's all good it's all good man yeah i mean like that song i mean it's definitely it's i would say i mean i i hate picking favorites and i'm sure for you guys with the songs it's like you know how do you pick your favorite because you probably love them all but i i would say that one is probably the one that that i went back to the most and maybe mm-hmm. it's just because of my my experiences in in this last uh you know, year and a half or so, just, uh, I've had a lot of death in, in my periphery. I've had uh, heartbreak. So maybe that's why that song stuck out to me the most, just even kind of lyrically, it's got kind of that cool, slow build in the beginning with the riff. But um, so collectively with you guys, was that uh, just, did you guys feel like that was a standout song or did you just feel like that would be a great like title for the album and also just a theme for the overall lyrical content on the record? Yeah, I think, um, I'm trying to remember the order that we wrote the songs. And I think, cause basically Adam had like, <clears throat> when I joined the band, which I was the last guy in, it was like, I had, there was 12 demos or whatever. And I'd start throwing lyrics on stuff. And um, so he wrote his songs in a different order than, than what I ended up putting lyrics on. And we had a collaborative effort in that as well. Um, definitely me coming in, there was a, um, like an overall message on my end about, um, you know, going through some hard stuff, um, not only one dimensionally, I don't think, but, but at the end of the day, trying to make good of a a bad situation or a series of bad situations. And, um, so I think overall, everything that we wrote, uh, lyrically, basically culminated in the idea of perseverance and then that happened to be the song that kind of touched on that the most and so I think it was kind of more of like naturally it we that song got elevated as or that the name got elevated to the album and then I think it's it's almost like circumstantial in a good way that it 
uh, resonated with people in particular because we we've noticed that song i think Definitely. it's a positive uh feedback at shows so it's it's I don't know that it was super like tactical or anything like that, but um, it definitely worked out as if it was. Yeah, we were actually going to do self-titled. And then I think it was after that one was all mixed and everything. Um, we talked yeah. and Matt had the idea of naming the album Perseverance. Yeah, I think it was a great idea because I, I in a lot of ways, I feel like it kind of, it is kind of encompassing of the record in terms of, the different uh, lyrical themes that are going on in there, you know, I mean, uh, and what I like about it too is, you know, Matt, I think that you, you pour your heart out in the lyrics, but, but it's also done in a way that I feel like, and I think that's, what's really challenging for, for bands. I mean, not even being a musician, just, you know, conversations I've had with different artists over the years is, um, you know, some bands like, like to be really direct in their lyrics. Some bands like to leave it more interpret open to interpretation, uh, like I, I say it a lot on here just cause I love Deftones and I'm super jazzed that I get to see them in Gojira, uh, in a couple of months here in Nashville, barring any more crazy zombie apocalypse COVID stuff. But, um, I think I've heard Chino say, you know, that, that his lyrics are kind of more open to interpretation, you know, to the listener. Um, but I like what you guys did in, in my little rant here is I feel like there's definitely themes that I picked up on, whether it was heartbreak or loss of some, some sort. But it was done in a way that I feel like the listener, could, a lot of people could relate to it. You know, perseverance can mean different things to different people. So kudos to you guys for, I feel like, being able to put put together a record where it's going to touch people, but but it can mean different things to different people, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that I try to do, um, again, we lyrics were a collaborative thing to some degree, but um, even with like the core ideas coming in, it, it was always the intention to, to like you said, um, tell a story, but also in all of the songs on my end amount to the same situation, but um, tell it in a way where people, you know, I, I wanted other people to hear me, but also know like, hey, you're not the only one going through things like this. Um, you can get through tough times as well. Um, that was a basically what made me want to write about that was not knowing how to get through it. And um, I think in that it was like um, making it relatable was part of the point of what we wanted to get across. And are there any artists that you guys look up to that you feel like do a good job of that? Like albums that stick out to you where it's like, man, like, cause I feel like we all have those records when we're going through like a tough time. We're like, it's like, Oh, that, that record, I got to put that one on. Like, is there anybody who does that particularly well? Not that you guys are trying to emulate them, but just inspirationally as you were putting together this album, you're like, you know, if we could have a vibe that kind of was like that, where it could be relatable to people. I mean, for me, I know Wage War, like especially their earlier stuff was really kind of visceral about like real, it seemed like real life situations. Um, I can't say I necessarily like, was like while i'm influenced by them as a band i don't know that it was like i listened to wage war and then i was like no i know what to write about but yeah, yeah. um i i do respect the, the the way that they keep their authenticity especially like said in their their first album in particular um and i don't know i'm just for me it's always i i gravitate towards lyrics from anybody that are more on the like honest side rather than trying to sugarcoat things or keep it 
too generic or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Naveed and Anthony, what about, what about you guys? I mean, what are, what are some records for you that, uh, I mean, even though you're not lyricists in the band, I mean, what are, what are some albums that kind of hit home from you in terms of just being a cohesive listen front to back or, or lyrical content that inspires you? Um, you know, it's a, it's a really tough question to answer off the top of your head, but I've got a pretty quick answer of uh, uh, the album Mothership by Dance Kevin Dance. Um, kind of like we were just talking about, first of all, funny enough, uh, Chino had a feature on a DGD song back in like 2008 or nine. Um, I really appreciate bands that as much as I do like direct and honest, I also really just enjoy the stuff that's a little more up to, uh, for interpretation. Um, the lead vocalist stuff definitely hits a little bit more directly on heartbreak relationship problems, you know, navigating life problems. Um, uh, I don't know if you know, but the screamer just, uh, says a lot of nonsense sometimes, but also does so in a very cohesive and poetic way. And that's kind of his like whole niche and it's, and it's wonderful. Um, I do, and I will say specifically, there were, there was one song philosopher King that spoke about breakups in a way that was really, really uh, pertinent to me at the time that I was listening to it. Um, so as far as front to back, I won't even go that much into it because I could honestly recite most of the lyrics from that album. Um, <laughs> but definitely I appreciate um, stuff that's up to interpretation is really fun for me. Um, trying to dissect poetry as I'm enthralled with like the sonic elements of the instruments is um, definitely my favorite part of that. And I would say like a lot of their albums, but Mothership specifically. For sure. Cool, man. Thank you for sharing. Anthony, what about you, dude? Um, I've been on a, a big kick of red-handed, red-handed denial recently. Um, and by recently, I mean like the past year and a half. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, no, their album Redeemer has been really, really great. I don't think every single one of those tunes really has uh, a, as much continuity, um, but there are definitely tracks off that album, um, Solace, Toward the End of the Album, Worse for Wear. Um, just like the way that, uh, I, I presume uh, the singer Lauren probably writes all the lyrics, but like the way that she, you know, sort of tells a story, um, like Navid was saying, and like Matt was saying, it it tells a story. It's relatable. I think like a lot of the themes that are going on really hit home. Um, not like I said, not quite as consistent throughout the album, uh, but that's that's definitely one that I've uh, had on repeat. And like you know, sometimes just kind of in a funk or in a bad mood, or you know, need to to kind of pick myself up to get ready for whatever job interview you know just like kind of get pumped up like that's sort of a go-to just from a lyrical standpoint not to mention you know the actual instrumental stuff is really great too but man you guys are giving me stuff that that i don't even know about that i need to check out so i appreciate it and and i think what's cool too is um i was watching some of the videos that you guys posted from your album release show it was at the blind pig in ann arbor right mm-hmm Yep. How, yeah. how cool was that for you guys to see the crowd react in the way they were? Cause like the, the kids that were there, I mean, they were really getting into it, man. Like some of them looked like they were, they were even already singing the lyrics and stuff. And I'm like, cause that was the same day the album came out. Well, cause when people hear this, it'll be early. It'll be like the first week of March and the album came out. It was uh it was Friday the 11th, right? It just came yeah. out. And I know you guys had dropped some singles leading up to that, but it really looked like you guys had a pretty, pretty energetic group there. I mean, what, what was that like to just kind of see that, especially with COVID? And I know you guys have had shows at uh, Sanctuary in Detroit too, right? 
but uh but just to see the vibe during your album release show like that what was what was that like for you guys especially just you know the same day of of the record coming out yeah we've been uh <clears throat> pretty lucky um I, depending on where we're playing i can notice it sometimes like the blind pig it's honestly kind of hard to see more than like one person in the crowd <laughs> but yeah um we've been pretty lucky with having a couple fans that are like pretty dedicated um and have been to a couple shows and like every time we have a new release they they seem to know the words and everything um and i think we've tried to do a good job on like uh social media as well to promote things so um like we part of part of that was me sending something at the beginning of the day being like hey if you're coming to the show maybe listen to everything and (laughs) (laughs) so you can see the new stuff but um yeah, we, there, there's definitely a, a group of people who we've had from pretty early on. Um, I don't know where they came from, but we love them. <laughs> and they, they've been to a bunch of our shows and um, have really supported us quite a bit. Yeah, so sticking on just, just the theme of, of, of what we're talking about as far as uh, you know battling through stuff. Obviously, people have been through a lot of stuff these last couple of years with the pandemic. Um, you know, and again, I, I don't like to peel back the onions to a point where it makes anybody feel uncomfortable. So obviously if there's, you know, stuff that you guys don't want to answer, feel free to just be like, yo dude. Um, but, but, you know, talking about some of the lyrical inspirations from this stuff. Um, and I know it's, and I know it's hard water to tread sometimes. Cause even doing this podcast, I'm like, how much of this stuff should I reveal to people? You know, because everybody doesn't need to know everything, but can you guys touch on a little bit, just even if it's anything that you thought think might be beneficial to people out there in terms of some of the lyrical themes on this record. Um, you know, cause again, I definitely picked up on things in terms of heartbreak and maybe some relationship stuff, but who knows, maybe that was just me, you know, to Naveed's point, I'm listening to it sonically and you know, it was, it was a fresh wound for me within the last year. So maybe that's, that was just my interpretation. Right. But um, anything that you guys want to share as far as what you've battled through, being in a better place now that you, that you feel like might be beneficial to, you know, to kids who check out this record or people who listen to this podcast. And again, you can go as shallow or as deep as you want to definitely not trying to, you know, make anybody feel uncomfortable, but um, I'm always interested in the background of kind of how, how these songs come to be, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely won't like name drop anything, but uh, I think the, the overall story is lyrically is, um, you know, bad relationship, bad breakup, um, on my end. I know Evan wrote, um, our our other former rhythm guitar player as of very recently. (laughs) Um, he wrote some of the songs about, uh, past relationships that he's been in. And he and I kind of very early on had a powwow about, uh, things of that nature. But, uh, the majority of it's about a relationship I was in that ended particularly badly and a bunch of nasty things happened in it. Um, right after that, because of the stress of that, I had like a little bit of a health situation happen. And then like, so it's like breakup month later, health thing, a month later, COVID starts. And so it was a, about a year or so of that was not very fun to deal with. And, um, the majority of that, you know, like me going through that and, and writing things down just to keep it straight in my head of what was going on and uh, dealing with all those things kind of, I just had a list of things on my phone that ended up being song lyrics at some point. And um, I probably joined the band 
I'm trying to think timing wise. We just we just had this talk yesterday about which October it was. That was 2020 October, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this would have been maybe six months after all of that happened um, that I got the opportunity to audition. And so it was still fresh enough to be dealing with it. Um, so a lot of ammunition, just like right up front with all of that. And, uh, but again, writing it in a way where I kind of touched on it earlier, I'm big on um, trying to make a story out of things. We use a little bit of the metaphorical stuff for effect as well. Um, and, and, giving somebody or everybody a little bit of something that they can grab onto. That's also real. Um, you know, but, but speaking about it, maybe a little more generally than like this girl's name is this, and this is what happened right. on this day. You know? <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was mostly breakup stuff, a little bit of, um, you know, other things mixed in, but, uh, that was the primary, uh, subject, I guess. Well, Matt, thank you for sharing that, man. And like I said, sure. I, I appreciate the, you know, you being vulnerable. And again, it's not to try to expose anybody or sling oh, mud yeah. or anything like that, or take <laughs> you on a, a, any uncomfortable journey, any of you guys, man. Sure. But, um, you know, but having, having been through that heartbreak myself, like that's why when I looked at your influencer playlist and I saw wage war, I'm like, I know this dude's been listening to stitch, man. I know he's, he's oh, had yeah. that one on. Um, <laughs> Cause I've listened to it a lot in the last year myself, but but I think what's cool about the record too is, is um, again, I keep coming back to that word cohesive. Uh, I think po per perseverance is a really cohesive listen from front to back, but also even though you're touching on some of these dark subject matters and, and difficult places to go, like there's not, there's not like downer songs and it's, and it's not even that, like, I don't like sad songs because I love me like a good, like a good sad song, especially like we all, you know, you, like black from Pearl Jam. Like I, I listen to that very differently now after what I went through in this last year. Um, but I still love it. And, and I think what's cool about the way that you guys have done this is that it's not, you know, and, and again, it's not that I don't like sadder songs or songs that have a darker vibe, but I don't feel like this record and I don't know if that's just the nature of sort of like the pop punk angle of things, which tends to be a little bit more upbeat, but it, this record doesn't have like a, a somber vibe to it. So I think it's cool that you guys have been able to strike that, that balance. Yeah. To be honest, um, like, I know we talked about perseverance in particular, um, and this may be fun fact for people to have for trivia, if they want to be like mosaic nerds or whatever, but uh, um, I did not write that song in a good, like, mind space like that was not um there was a conscious decision at some point when it was about halfway done or more where I was like okay you gotta make this sort of positive and um like when, when I'm talking about uh um like failure is not an option and all that that wasn't I know it comes off maybe like very like yeah you can it was more like you can't fail like you just gotta not fail somehow and it was like bitterness. Um, and I don't know how many people pick up on that. I, I don't know that that's, I didn't necessarily want that to come through per se, but that is where it came from. And it was more like, um, I think in a, in a way, and maybe it does speak to some people that was the, a downer. I mean, all of it's downer stuff, but like uh, <laughs> we did, I did, I think all of us like the idea of taking something that's bad like that and, and making it positive. And that song in particular, even though I was kind of being sarcastic and like 
in spite of myself, like literally that's all it was. It kind of turned around um, in its own nature to, to be positive, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I appreciate so. that. I, I'll, I'll be honest. When I heard those lyrics, I, I, I wouldn't have imagined at all that you were, yeah. you were coming from that place. <laughs> but, but no, it's kind of cool that it sounds it sounds like it all worked out. And just, um, you know, um, Adam, again, you know, you being the guy that kind of kind of brought all this together. I mean, um, did you did you know when Matt was coming in that he had been going through all this or was that audition when he joined the band? We were like, wow, this guy's really like bringing the heat. Like because I got to imagine, Matt, like with everything that you've been through, it had to be pretty cathartic to be able to to take all of that, that pain and, and negativity and channel it into into music like this. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, and I, I like to get Adam's opinion on it too, but for me it was, and I talked to Evan about this, like, we, it was funny, we went to uh, Adam's parents' lake house, like, one of the first, like, months that I was in the band, and uh, we were having the hot tub bro, bro time, and me and Evan just went off on, like, everything I was going through, and uh, I was just in a, a position at that time where I'm like, I don't really care about sharing it like anything like i'm gonna just say you know things got bad enough where my priorities were so in line that it was like talking about my feelings doesn't bother me at all you know like i'm not afraid of any of that anymore um so I'm, at, at some point i was like i hope i'm not like bumming all these guys out or whatever like i wasn't getting into super super details but we did have a couple of conversations about like where it was coming from and uh yeah, I was just in a position and I'm still, this lingers a little bit even now, which is, you know, at least a year later where it's like, I'm not too worried about, you know, again, I don't like naming names and stuff like that, but uh, talking about my feelings isn't really like something that is scares me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, from what I remember, like I thought Matt was kind of an open book about his lyrics from the start. Like I remember when he came in with what's left of me, it was the, it was the first one he wrote lyrics to. And um, yeah, I can remember him telling, you know, uh, him and Evan and I kind of went through and um, uh, we're working out that track and um, you know, he was just a super open book about it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't consider writing lyrics, my strong suit. So it's always interesting, you know, to see, um, where all these emotions are coming from and hearing the stories behind them. So. Yeah. I appreciate you guys uh, sharing all that, man. And, and again, too, I hope it doesn't seem or come off as invasive because that's not what I'm trying to do. And certainly oh, not trying to like Dr. Phil, anybody over here, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, but no, all. like I, you know, I've, I've even, cause like I said, even doing this show um, again, for me, it's about the guests when they're on. Um, and I always do an intro and a close, you know, when, when I, when I put out the podcast and, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I really related to that when you said that Matt about um, you finally get to a point, like I went through points of like, being numb. And then I also went to a point where I'm like, you know, I got to talk about this stuff. I'm not going to sling mud, but this is going to be a way for me. You know, how, how can I, how can I have a show that's authentic if I'm not, you know, kind of putting out there some of these things that I'm going through. Right. Cause even though oh, yeah. the whole meaning of this podcast is perseverance and moving forward, marching forth, like that doesn't mean that I don't have my bad days or go through stuff. You know what I mean? And so, um, so I, I really appreciate you guys sharing that. And, 
the musicality of it too. Um, I wasn't surprised at all to read about, you know, multiple members of the band studying music or being involved in it for a long time. Um, and I, and, and really what I love, like I said, is, uh, the mixing of, of the genres, you know, the pop punk and, and, uh, like the metal core, which would you guys call uh easy core, which that's the first time I've heard that. So maybe I'm just late to the game y'all, but, uh, but that was a bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, as the songs come together, um, you know, Adam, you mentioned that, um, you had kind of been writing stuff and then, and then mm-hmm. this sort of kind of came together, how much of what people ended up hearing on perseverance. And if you haven't listened to it, click the link in the podcast description and listen to it. Um, but how much of sort of those early demos, how, how much did they change, you know, as, as time went on with, uh, with this project being put together and, you know, w- was that already something that was kind of part of what you were doing was, you know, the pop punk thing and the metalcore thing, or, or, or like you said, when Matt came in, that's when stuff started to get a little bit heavier. I would say, well, the first couple songs that I demoed that ended up being, uh, part of the album were perseverance and losing grip. Um, so definitely, I mean, probably the least heavy on the album. Um, so you can kind of see after that, we, uh, veered into a little bit more heavy territory. Um, you know, the other songs have a bit more breakdowns and stuff, but it's also nice to have that mix in there as well. Um, and for me, I mean, a lot of this stuff is like, I didn't, I didn't write a whole lot of, I guess, pop punk stuff before this personally, I've been in a couple other pop punk projects, but not like the primary writer or anything. So, um, yeah, for me, I just, um, you know, is what I was listening to at the time. Um, I got really into, I don't know if you consider them pop punk, but microwave was, you know, a band I, I really got into the album, uh, Stovall and, um, you know, bands like Belmont, um, and, um, yeah, I just loved, loved the energy, loved, uh, how melodic that music is. So, um, kind of infused that with, with the bits from, uh, you know, writing metal core for years and that kind of thing. So that's cool. And let me ask you guys too. Uh, and even, um, Naveed and Anthony, if you guys want to jump in on this, uh, it seems like just outside looking in, obviously not being a musician, but just a fan of music there's, and I've talked about this with some other bands that have been on the show recently, but it seems like there's been like a huge resurgence with pop punk recently. Not that it like went away, you know what I mean? But whether it's, you know, Travis Barker collabing with people or, you know, obviously that that MGK record was was really huge. Um, uh, I know there's been a lot of back and forth between him and uh, Corey Taylor in, in the media. Um, I definitely would mess with uh, Slipknot fans. Um, I'm for the record. I don't know if Corey Taylor <laughs> MGK will ever ever listen to anything I, I put out there, I, I guess, if I get big enough. But um I love them both. So I'll just say that um, I, I, I enjoyed the MGK record and I've been a Slipknot fan for years and they're still on my bucket list to see live. But going back to my original question, I mean, what, what do you guys, is, am I, am I noticing the same thing? I mean, what do you think that it's been about pop punk that it seems like, like it didn't seem like it went away, but now it just seems like it's kind of everywhere. Like even in hip hop, there's, there's a lot of pop punk. There's a lot of genre melding with that going on right now to me, it seems like. Yeah, um, I feel like, I mean, I know 
Machine Gun Kelly was a big part of it to be, for all being honest. He did a couple songs before the big wave that um, were kind of dipping his toes in that in that direction. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Travis Barker's like, I, I've heard that he's the mastermind behind a lot of the, I mean, he's featuring in like everybody's thing, but I think he's got like a label or something with a bunch of people on it where they're manufacturing to, for lack of a better term, a lot of this stuff, um, which is kind of cool. I mean, I think it's definitely good for music. Um, I did happen to watch something that, that, you know, from hip hop, um, people who, who like hip hop that were basically saying like, okay, we're getting kind of tired of like the same trap beats over and over again, blah, 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 right before this took off. And so I think it, some of it may have been like kind of in the same way how, um things shifted from rock to hip-hop um a little while back people you know things happen for a long enough people want something different and um i guess people started to remember that you can mix things up <laughs> and that tends to go well if you if you can do it right um and i think now what's interesting is like belmont's last thing had like trap beats on their stuff which is like kind yeah. of the same thing in the opposite direction which is kind of cool yeah, so, yeah like a lot of the choruses i noticed there was 808s instead of bass guitar so it's i don't know pretty cool <laughs> david nanthi what what about you guys man i mean with with your musical tastes is any of the is is the pop punk kind of stuff is that new new territory or is that stuff that over the years that you guys have dabbled in as well um I guess I would say for myself, I, um, I, I'm constantly seeking, it's funny that we're talking about it. Um, the biggest thing that I constantly seek is genre bending within my music. Um, there's a progressive instrumental band uh, called Polyphia. Um, they put out an EP that had a lot of trap beats over it and had a lot of like melodic progression that was totally influenced from rap and R&B. Um, but with like presented, you know, through the medium of like really technical guitar work and stuff. Um, as far as pop punk goes, I also stumbled upon Belmont a few years ago. There are a couple of their names that I don't necessarily want to drop because um, I pay a lot less attention to genre categorization these days because honestly, every time I look at it too much, you could put a lot of bands under a lot of different umbrellas. Right. Um, so honestly, for me, um, and I guess like speaking about Lake Mosaic uh, particularly, I love breakdowns. I love fast technical speedy parts. I love slower chord progression jams that just allow people to kind of connect to the music a little bit more um because as much as i really do love progressive metal and more technical instrumental stuff um that's mostly for guitar nerds you know and there's got to be music that's palatable to you know normal people too um and i really think for me pop punk does an awesome job at nailing both having lyrics and uh sonic parts that are more relatable and palatable to people who aren't musicians um, while also scratching the itch of people like me. Um, when I was learning these parts, when I first came about, um, I was having a lot of fun doing it. I was really impressed with Adam's ability to mix fun to play parts with, like I said, also parts that are actually melodic and catchy and structured well and, you know, kind of capture an audience. Because um, a lot of stuff, like I said, I listen to doesn't really do that. Um, but at the same time, a lot of stuff I listen to does. So I think that's where it ties into me for this band specifically. Yeah, totally. I couldn't agree more with uh with all that you were just saying um you know sort of as to how it relates to you but then also sort of with the the merging and uh marrying of a lot of these genres and it seems to be working really well um one of the things that you made me think of uh sort of as a parallel in 
again, like Navid said, I don't want to like put things into genres, but uh, there, I think there's a lot of that happening sort of in the metalcore scene too. Um, we were just talking fairly recently at our last practice, like Polaris, their new album is ridiculous. The new ABR stuff um, has been really great. Um, the new era album, their self-titled, yeah. I mean, they're just continue to put out really, really great stuff. And sort of looking back, you know, 2010, um, even a little bit earlier with some of like the original uh, metalcore stuff, like it was great. It did its thing. And then it continued to evolve. And I think now, uh, similar to what we're seeing in pop punk, a lot of it has evolved into something a little bit different, maybe a little bit more refined, maybe a little bit more um, willing to take risks, right? It's like, okay, we've heard the same sort of formula for so long. Let's throw in some other genres, right? <laughs> Let's try adding in some influence from R&B and rap. Let's try adding some heavier breakdowns. And so I think it, like you said, it hasn't really gone away, but the popularity is coming back because it's like, Hey, this is really nostalgic for us. This is this fun music that we grew up listening to that, you know, we have a lot of memories of, and now we can relate on relate to it on a different level or for a different reason, but still kind of having that, that connection. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to um, <clears throat> just as a fan of music and as somebody who's, who's had a chance to, to, to talk to artists from across the the spectrum over the years and in my time writing music features and doing this podcast and stuff like kind of like what you guys are saying too. stuff always, you know, Matt, you touched on stuff always kind of comes back around. Like there was a, there was a point where kind of even like new metal people were like, ah, new metal. And now it's like all that stuff is coming back. And I love that. Like corn is one of my favorite bands of all time. They always, I will die on that Hill to, you know, till I'm 80. Like I, I love corn. Anybody who plays a down tune seven string owes those guys a sandwich. Um, you know, and now like, now like new metal is like, it's, it's like kind of coming back, but, but, um, in the V, like you were talking about, like, I'm kind of the same way. I don't like to pigeonhole anybody. Um, and it's kind of weird with music and the, and, and digital libraries. Now it's almost like if you don't have a genre in some ways that can kind of hurt you because it's like all these playlists. And I mean, who would have thought when we were all 10 years old, that algorithm would, would be like such a big part of our lives now, right. Whether you're a musician or not, it's just crazy how that word is like, so intertwined in the fabric of our society now and even even with a lot of these these digital music platforms but the rant that i'm getting at is like i've even noticed just as a fan of metalcore just the amount of technical players that exist in it now like anthony you mentioned era like they came on my radar fairly recently and i was like oh my god like these guys can really really play and um i remember the first time i heard periphery you know probably a little over a decade ago and then i got um I think it was Periphery 2, This Time It's Personal. If I'm getting that right, I, I remember that record in 2012. And uh, and obviously a track like Scarlet, just the melody and everything in that was was great. But then there's, uh, I think off of that one, it's got Make Total Destroy on it, which is just like, like just super heavy. But that, yeah, that record was like, that whole band, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they kind of, they kind of had that, you know, Meshuggah vibe, but also took it to a melodic level too. Uh, a lot of people owe those bands a sandwich too, but I wonder if a lot of that is kind of what we've seen in, in metalcore with some of these artists these last few years. Cause I feel like there's YouTube players now like that, that just are like, where did these guys come from? Whether it's drummers or bassists or singers, it's, um, it's kind of cool to see the technicality be introduced, um, 
you know, very prevalently, I think, and, and, and also still make really good songs. Cause I think that's always the challenge, right. Is, um, you know, being a good technical player, but how can you make something that's also palatable to people? And there's just so many bands that do a great job of that now, but yeah, I, I guess just to, to finish this up, you guys, I know we're, we're coming up against the clock here. And again, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Um, I, I, again, I love, I love what you guys are doing. I love the record. And I'm always curious, just as a fan of uh, like art too, drawing was my first love as a kid. Who did you guys work with in terms of the, the artwork for the record? And then also the, the name Lake Mosaic, how did that come about? I mean, obviously you're in Michigan, the Great Lakes and whatnot, but um, the, the nautical sort of theme and, and the compass and everything, I, I, I'm curious into how, how thematically that all kind of came together for y'all. Yeah, so first of all, it was... Um... It was a guy named Christopher Erb that did our artwork uh, for our album and all our singles. Um, he's done some merch and stuff for us as well. Uh, I think his company is Umbrella, um, Umbrella Studios. So um, yeah, definitely recommend him. He's amazing. And um, in terms of the nautical theme, I think uh, we might have mentioned like um, a lot of the recording for the album was done. Um, at uh lake house uh, right on lake michigan uh it's actually my parents house we're super fortunate to be able to use that and um i I think it was it was around that time like recording there and you know having some of the the band hangouts there um that um you know we talked about having like a nautical theme uh and i don't I don't remember exactly how Lake Mosaic came out of it that particular I, name. I think I do. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's less, it's more silly than you might think. But <laughs> if I remember right, there was a picture somewhere, like a painting um, of like a lake or something. And then we had just done like a practice, I think, or a jam or something. I don't know. Somehow the vibes were in the air and we were like, oh, lakes are cool. And then like, <laughs> I'm butchering what we actually were talking about. But um, I think literally it was like a painting of a lake and then like the feeling of, I don't know if I was thinking about like writing about drowning or something, which we got in you, but um, that was sort of being talked about. And then uh I think Adam came up with the actual name itself, um, which is literally like basically another way to say like lake painting. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the logo, if you want to tell the logo thing, but. Yeah. My parents had a, um, like a decoration of a nautical compass that was sitting above the fireplace. And uh, I think we were watching Borat too at the time <laughs> all together. <laughs> and um it is kind of my idea. I was like, yo, we should make that our logo. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you know, we, uh, we sent it to a dude and it turned out much different than the actual decoration, but, um, you know, um, and I, I think it's part of like us, you know, growing up in the great Lakes state and, um, you know, going to Lake Michigan, going to the beaches and whatnot, um, just kind of uh, ingrained in uh, you know our personality and who we are as a band. Yeah, and I feel like the waters just there, there's obviously a lot of themes with that too. You know what I mean? Like, like Bruce Lee, be like water, and like I mean, I 
I love the water. Like I grew up going to uh, Grand Haven as a kid. Um, that's still one of my favorite towns in the entire world. Um, and a buddy of mine got married up in um, um, Northwest Michigan. I think it's, it's uh, Glen Arbor, I believe, mm-hmm. if I'm getting the town right, kind of up in sort of that uh, Petoskey type of area up there. But um, yeah, a lot of people who aren't from the Midwest don't know how, how beautiful the lakes are, man. It's, uh, it's, it's really awesome. Well, you guys, uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer other than to say thanks, man. Um, again, I really love what you guys are doing. I was I was super stoked when when you guys got back to me and wanted to take the time to do the podcast. And um, I, I really enjoyed the album. And I think the proof is in the pudding from the shows that you guys have done and stuff that you guys have got coming up. And, and even just, uh, you know, not even a weekend, some of the streams that I've seen, you know, the numbers that I can see just as a user of, of Spotify, it looks like people are are really taken to it. And, uh, and I'm excited for Michigan too. another band in the last um, year unwell um, has, has been doing some cool stuff. You know what I mean? I'd love to, uh, you know, I, that would be, I think you guys would, that'd be a killer if you guys could link up with them and do, do some shows, but um, yeah, they're their bassist actually uh, masters our music. Um, Oh, really? Know him pretty well. And yeah, we played one show with them. Hopefully, hopefully some more down the line. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. There's something in the water and, uh, you know, no pun intended, man, and up in Michigan, just over the years, the, the music history going way back. And I'm, I'm just really excited to see that out of such a crazy thing like this pandemic that there's, you know, people have been able to turn negatives into positives like you guys and channeled into the music. So for everybody listening, go check out perseverance. The links will be in the podcast description. And, uh, again, to all y'all, man, Adam, Matt, Anthony, Naveed, Ben, and Spirit, when he listens to this, um, I appreciate you guys. Um, when people listen to this, this will be coming out Tuesday, March 1st, and you guys actually have a show, I think, on March 4th, right? So I'll, I'll stop talking and, and give you guys the floor to plug, but was it? I, I think I saw that correctly. If I'm not, uh, just cut me off and let me know. Yeah, we're playing at the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids. Um, it is our friends Vale Moore is their EP release show. So uh, yeah, if you're in West Michigan area, definitely come check us out. And just for the hell of it, our Instagram handle is uh, just Lake Mosaic Band. Sweet. Well, guys, thanks again for giving me an hour of your time. I really enjoy the conversation and hopefully it's not the last one, man. I'd love to have you guys back on and uh, keep doing your thing, man. I really, I really love the record, really enjoyed it. And uh, I think you guys got a good thing brewing over there. So keep doing your thing. Thanks so much for having us. Really nice meeting you. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good night, y'all. All right, guys. Take it easy. Thanks. Righty dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with Adam, Matt, Naveed, and Anthony of the band Lake Mosaic out of Michigan. Make sure you go follow those guys on Instagram at Lake Mosaic Band. And if you're in the Midwest area or in the Michigan area, you want to take a little road trip this Friday, March 4th, my birthday, they've got a show up at the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So again, make sure you go follow those guys at Lake Mosaic Band on Instagram for all the deets on that show. Ooh, I gotta itch my nose. Man, you ever get like that crazy nose itch? I remember when I, we used to be like an altar boy back in the day and I'd be holding the Bible and uh, the priest would be reading from it and I have like a crazy nose itch and I'd just be like, ah. 
you know, your eyes would like be watering. So anyway, nose itch aside, <laughs> I do want to say thanks again to Adam, to Matt, to Naveed, and to Anthony of Lake Mosaic for taking the time to do the podcast. And again, Ben in spirit, uh, but in all seriousness, you guys, I really appreciated the conversation. And, and Matt, I really appreciate you opening up about what you went through that led to the lyrical content on this record, Perseverance. I know it's not easy to go to those places, but uh, you channeled it in a very beautiful, creative way, and I appreciate you opening up about it with our listeners and with me on this podcast, man. So I really appreciate it. And uh, to anybody out there, man, if you've if you've gone through heartbreak, um, the one piece of advice that I would give you, not that you asked for it, is that it does get better. You know, and don't don't do any mudslinging. You know, um, don't don't go on social media and drag that person. Don't badmouth them to friends and family. You know, don't don't post a bunch of like subtext type stuff on on social media. Don't blow up their phone. Like, there's a right and wrong way to handle your business. You know, and I think when it comes to matters of the heart, whether somebody did you dirty or not, uh, or whether things mutually parted ways, I'm always a fan of taking the high road. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't talk to the people close to you about your pain. You definitely should have people in your life that you can go to where you can open up to them about anything without judgment, right? So I don't mean bottle it all up inside and not do anything with it, but stay away from the negative reaction of it. You know, when when you get hurt, it stinks, man. It, it really does. Um, like I said at the top of this thing, it was uh, my, you know, what I went through with my ex last year and, and just just being completely you know, blindsided by what ended up happening. Like it really hurt a lot. And, uh, it's the worst pain that I've felt since, since burying my grandpa, you know, almost 11 years ago now and, and putting down, you know, my, my pet Charlie that I had half my life at the time that I had to put him down. Um, it's awful. Anytime you lose somebody you love, it's awful. Whether it's a family member, whether it's the end of a relationship, it, it stinks, man. But, you know, one one reason I'm really proud of this episode is because I really think Matt and the guys took all of that and just made just an awesome, awesome record from front to back. You know, if you're fans of of uh, pop punk music, of of metalcore, easycore, you know, emo music, they really blend genres in this record so well. The production is great. the The musicianship is is incredible, and again, the lyrics from from Matt are super heartfelt and super personal. And it's done in a way that's relatable to a lot of people. So, you know, I just I just thought it was really fitting to get them on this podcast, you know, knowing what I'd been through and then learning more about their story on this podcast and the name of the record being Perseverance. It, it all just made way too much sense. <clears throat> so I, I hope you guys really enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And again, thanks to the dudes in Lake Mosaic for taking the time. And that would be my encouragement to all of you is find healthy ways to deal with the pain, you know, whether it's death, whether it's heartbreak, whatever the case may be, um, you're trying to find your way right now and you don't know what direction to take. Just write down your goals, take one step forward each and every day. And if you did get hurt by somebody, take the high road. Don't, don't match negativity with negativity. Don't match pain with pain. Find a way to channel it again, whether it's music, whether it's painting, whether it's drawing, going for a run, you know, lifting weights, spending time with friends and family, Watching, you know, Dumb and Dumber to get some belly laughs, whatever the the case may be, man. Find a find a healthy way to channel the negative energy because at the end of the day, life is really short, and um, and I also think that um, the universe isn't out to get us. You know, when when we go through terrible things, while we're in it, it the the pain is so great, and and the loss is so devastating. I and I and I can only speak for myself here, but it's it's really hard to see the light 
when you're kind of consumed by by that loss and by that darkness and by that pain and asking all these questions why and you know it's 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 almost like the scene out of like a you know like a you know a movie where where they're trying to put the pieces together on the wall of like all right where's this person and where did they go and who are they with and they're trying to like solve this case and you know i went through that in my breakup where i i just i asked all these questions and i ruminated and i was trying to figure out what happened where did i go wrong and eventually you just got to come with peace of going you know what there is there's power in letting go and um you know some people are only meant to be in your life temporarily so look back fondly on the good times that you had with them be grateful for the good times that you had with them forgive you know i think that's really important you know um in 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 my own way i've i've forgiven my ex for for the pain that she caused me but but i also don't forget you know i've i've taken the lessons that i've learned from from that relationship and i've applied them in my life in terms of going forward you know and and opening up my heart again on on a personal level the kind of things that i want out of a, a healthy relationship in the future and the kind of things that i won't tolerate going forward and and the kind of communication and respect that that i expect in a relationship you know what i mean so you know there's always lessons to be learned even when things don't go the way that you envisioned them you know and um I think the only failure in life is if you really quit on yourself or you really quit on your dreams. And that's what I've learned too. And it's taken me all of my almost 34 years to learn that, you know, um, when you give up on yourself or you give up on what you love, that's real failure, but there's no failure in trying and, and failing, right? There's no, there's no failure in, uh, and just to, just to make that more clear, there's no failure in, okay, this relationship didn't work out the way that you wanted maybe okay by definition was it a failure because it didn't match your expectations yeah maybe by definition but you know what the true failure would be would be if you never opened up your heart again you know or if you or if you you know badmouth that person on social media you know even if even if somebody deserves to be um criticized right i just again i'm i'm the type of person that um I'd, I'd really try not to match negative with negative because I think hate begets hate and love begets love. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, so to put a button on my rant, I guess what I'm just saying is, you know, heartbreak sucks and um, death and loss suck. But the only failure is going to be if you match negative energy with more negative energy or you never open up your heart again. You know, the best victory is just moving on and living your life and remembering the good times but also remembering the negative times and using that as fuel and a lesson learned for for you know what you won't tolerate again in another relationship or or what you look for in a future partner so again man i i really i really enjoy this record perseverance and if you're somebody that's gone through some of that stuff i think you'll relate to a lot of the lyrical themes and even if you're somebody that hasn't man uh the the musicality on this record is is amazing again it came out on February 11th, it's available where you find your music. I'll have the links in the podcast description. Um, but some of my favorite tracks are The Mirror, the title track, Perseverance, Breaking Free, the music video of which just came out on February 25th. Uh, it's it's an awesome listen front to back, y'all. So once again, make sure you go follow Lake Mosaic on Instagram at Lake Mosaic Band. And again, they have a show this Friday, March 4th at the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And just to put an official button on this, man, as I approach my 34th, 30, oh my gosh, listen to me, 31st, oh, the memory's going already, you guys, I'm not even 80 yet, um, 
But as I approach my, my 34th birthday, um, I, I really just want to say I love you all. I love – I've got nothing but love in my heart even after the pain that I've went through and uh, the lens in, in which I, I'm, I'm viewing the world right now despite a lot of the negative stuff that's going on is is very much one of growth and positivity. And um, I'm so excited for the journey that I'm on with this podcast. I'm super grateful for everyone who listens to it, for for all the people who come on the show, like the guys in Lake Mosaic, and um, and for all the family and friends that uh, that I have in my life, for all the people that 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 I know love me, man. Um, I'm 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 truly blessed in that way. And so, um, after one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult, year uh, of my life, um, I. I just I just want to say thank you and that I love you all, man, and that there's a lot more fun episodes in store for March 4th. So stay tuned, march4th.podbean.com, Instagram at march4thpod, Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The link tree is in the podcast description. If you would be so kind, even though I hate begging for this kind of stuff, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends about Lake Mosaic if they're not familiar and you think they're going to be into it. And, it, and if you really did enjoy the episode and enjoyed the content – if you take the time to go on Spotify or Apple, like and subscribe, leave a leave a positive comment. It helps these shows rank higher and ultimately gets these conversations out to more people. And that's what I want because it puts more shine on awesome people like the guys in Lake Mosaic and the great music they're putting out there. So I'd really appreciate it if y'all did that. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of the dudes in Lake Mosaic, off of their debut album, Perseverance, here is the song, Wasted Love. And so do